0: Hey guys and uh, welcome to uh, Rejuvenator's uh, 7th session on the Fruits of the Spirit or as we call it God's Fruit. Um, It's great to have you here today. Um, We've got a couple of changes uh, that are coming out this week. We're changing to a Tuesday um, to try to get a few different people in uh, because we've had quite low numbers over weekend conflicting with church. Um, And the second one we're going to do is we're looking to shorten the length of uh, the chats uh, to 10 minutes or so. Um, just to keep things more engaging and short and sharp. So you can sort of come in, uh, pick up the knowledge and, and move off. Now just to recap, um, we've done some sermons. So I'm going to borrow a laptop today um, just because it makes it easier for me to flick through it. Our first session I talked about loved um, and then we had joy with Pastor Andre. After that we had uh, peace with uh, Pastor Campbell from Arise. Um, great session there. Um, I then came back and talked about patience. Followed by uh, Pastor Marcelo from Chile who spoke about, um, about kindness. And last week we had Pastor Andre about goodness. Now this week uh, we're looking at um, a faithfulness um, and we'll go through in a moment. But first of all I just want to recap um, Galatians 5:22 to 23 For the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. So you can have as many of these things as you would like um, in your life and and outflowing out of those would show how the Holy Spirit is working within your life. Now today's title um, is going to be this. Will I be a good and faithful servant at the end? And we're not talking about today. Um, We're talking about the end. Like how do you sit with your faithfulness over time with the Lord? Uh, One of these great uh, sermons I had the other day, or listening to someone, I think it was Pastor Jimmy Evans and he was talking about how like God doesn't just shove us into a mould like we might with our, with our boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or with parents just want to change things so we get a fire hydrant out but what he said is Jesus actually um, just moulds us slowly, he, he drips the water over us, he doesn't all of a sudden just wants to change in an instant. So it's the same as us, you know, where are we as a good or faithful servant at the end of our times? Now um, What I want to do today is um, someone who has the Holy Spirit living in their lives will be someone who displays faithfulness in their lives. So what I want to do is I want to put a couple of key points today um, and I want to just share some of the people I've sort of come akin to, to thinking of their faithfulness or what faithfulness looks like for people. So first point I had here, if we think back long and hard over our lives and some of our lives might be shorter than others yes including our teen years for those who are older who reminds us of faithfulness and what was it that they did that stood out to us that remind us of, of faithfulness? Now, when I think of that, I think of people um, like your people church who just stand in the door week after week after week. Are they are good and faithful servants. Um, when I think of people who set up the church auditorium and it's been the same person for 30 years, they are a good and faithful servant. But then we turn around and we say, well, what about the pastors? You know, they're always at the front of the church. What about a person who, for 30 years, is a good and faithful servant setting up a church, or a person who comes into pastorship, looks amazing, looks great, wants the lights, wants the glamour, and lasts two years and phases out? Oh, man, that pastor that was so great! Oh, their time. Or as a perspective of faithfulness, is about the person who stuck at their their giftings or what God had given them, and regularly did it time and time again. So I'm thinking of people like um, Rob MacArthur from church. I'm um, thinking about people um, who are, who are teachers for 40 years at the same school. I'm thinking about people who are in their family and they've got an elderly parent who they are faithful to and, and serve and love for 20 years while that person, uh, they look after and they can't go very far or, or do much stuff. So those people are really faithful in what we've got and what I'm trying to get across to us as teens we look at the people with the glitz and glamour. They might not be people who are faithful are people who have got the limelight and has shone for a couple of years and phased out. We're looking at things that are for a lifetime, that, that faithfulness that really triggered us. Now the second point I want us to ponder is, if I could go back and be more faithful in my life, what would it be more faithful at? So as a teenager I guess we've got less time and I guess we're thinking about the time now of what faithfulness looks like. But what we're really thinking about, as an adult, to give to give teens those wise advice, what would I really think about if I could be more faithful? Uh, myself personally, I wish I could be more faithful to, to studying and learning and taking opportunity while I'm at school because it only lasts for a short period of time. Um, I wish that when I was given opportunities with church or with ministry and things like that, I was faithful and, and I took my time. Rather than just going for the ride, say so for example, going on a missions trip, just going for the ride on a missions trip and just taking fun and whatever with it, um, actually being faithful and preparing, reading the word, um, preparing myself in case I came across someone on the missions field that, that at that moment, at that time, I could minister to them. But if I wasn't faithful and I hadn't prepared myself, I might miss that opportunity. So, what I'm talking about is being faithful in those, those small moments being prepared, so I guess faithfulness ties in with being prepared to be faithful, being prepared to stick in it um, the long time. I think I'd also like to be more faithful with my friendships, um, being truthful, being honest with them, not lying. So I guess as teens, as friends, I guess having that open relationship and that truthful relationship with our friends is so important that we're faithful to them because at the end of the day, if you choose to be unfaithful to them, you can't take that back. You've lost that opportunity. Now, um, I just want to carry on and talk about a Bible story that <clears throat> sums up that faithfulness uh, to a key, um, which comes from Matthew twenty-five, fourteen, 14, uh, and it goes to about 20, 28. I'm just going to read it from the computer, so I might have my head down for a moment. For it is like a man going on a journey who summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, and to the other two he gave another one each and according to the ability sorry he gave another one two and then he gave another one according to the ability so w- what they were good at then he went on his journey the one who had received five talents went off right away and put his money to work and gained five more in the same way the one who gained two but the one who had received one talent went out and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money in it after a long time the master Of those slaves came and settled his accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came and brought five more, saying, Sir, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master answered, Well done, good and faithful servant slave. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The one with two talents also came and said, Sir, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more. The master answered, Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of the master. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Sir, I knew that you were a hard man, harvested where you did not sow, and gathered where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid I went ahead to tell him the ground, See, you have what is yours. But his master answered, Evil and lazy slave! So you knew that I harvested where I didn't sow and gathered where I didn't scatter. Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers and on my return I will receive my money back with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to one who is 10. What I really think that, that, that's sort of getting across to us is that we've been entrusted with talents. We've been entrusted with abilities, friendships, um, people to care for, work, school, those around us. And are we going to be faithful to those things? Are we going to use them wisely? Are we going to be known at the end as being a good and faithful servant? I guess time, time will tell with that. Now, I just want to read through this next bit here, which says, A very stark reality of what it means to be faithful. I guess in a nutshell, we either are faithful or we're not faithful. I don't think there was an in-between between those people. The guy buried him in the ground thinking, Hey, I'll, I'll faithfully bury it there because I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of my talents, I'm afraid of giving that my good go. All those who gave there's no in between, so you're either faithful or not, so I think it's a challenge to us. For the one who was sort of trying to be faithful, mixed with a bit of laziness and a bit of, oh, I'll get it there one day, things didn't turn out well. So we can see, for example, if we're not faithful, how things turn out for us. I think the takeaway point is don't waste your talents and gifts that God has given you, but realize that God is a God who will use your natural abilities, and at times, use those natural abilities to develop new abilities over time, not overnight. So don't fear that it's going to be all of a sudden things are going to change. God will use us where we're at. So a definition of what faithfulness is, because that really typifies um, what we can do, I suppose, as teenagers or as ad- adults as well. Um, it comes from an American Heritage Dictionary and defines faithful, same as faithfulness, as this. Adhering firmly and devoted to a person, a cause or ideal being loyal, having uh, or full of faith or belief, worthy of trust or belief or reliable, consistent with truth or actuality. Now, so if we pull the key words out of there and and what they're saying to us, I think the four words that come out to me are loyal, so if you're showing faithfulness, you're being loyal. If you're showing faithfulness, there's a faith and there's a belief in other people because generally when you're showing faithfulness, you're applying to other people. Uh, that you're reliable towards other people, um, and you're truthful with how you're acting and talking to people. Was Christ a good example of these? I would say yes. So when looking to see what a good and faithful servant is, we can see it in these four words, and Christ displayed it. He was loyal, he was faithful, and he believed in other people, even if they didn't believe in themselves. Uh, He was reliable, you could rely on him, and he was truthful. Faithfulness is so important, a story once, uh, I once heard goes a bit like this. It was a stormy night in Birmingham, England, and the famous missionary Hudson Taylor was to speak at a meeting at the 7th Street Schoolroom. His hostess assured him that nobody would attend on such a stormy night, but Taylor insisted on going. I must go even if he is no one but the doorkeeper. As it turned out, less than a dozen people sh- showed up, but the meeting was marked with unusual spiritual power. Half of those present either became missionaries or gave their children as missionaries. And the rest were faithful supporters of the China in their mission for years to come. Hudson was committed to serving the Saviour regardless of names, numbers, nature of the situation, and God honoured his faithfulness. So faithfulness doesn't rely on, if I get this or if I get that. Faithfulness is doing the right thing no matter what. Now if we turn to Galatians uh, 2.16 to finish off today, it reads this way. Yet we know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So Jesus was faithful, and we have come to believe in Jesus Christ that we may be justified by the faithfulness of Christ and not by the words of the law, because by the word, works of the law, no one will be justified. Um, that's really, really, really in that Jesus was so faithful to, to it, that he, the Lord wasn't gonna matter like laws or rules or regulations it's not faithfulness. Faithfulness is that action, that love that Christ gave. So Christ was a great example of faithfulness so if we're looking for someone to help us in knowing how to be faithful why we should be faithful, when to be faithful, how to be faithful He's the everlasting example and myself I can't give you a, great, a perfect example because I'm not perfect but what I can tell you is that you'll look back on time and you'll wish you were more faithful And faithfulness ties into those four words again. Being loyal, believing in other people, being reliable, and being truthful with what you say. Now, thanks guys for coming today. Um, I hope you had a great time listening to that. Uh, Next week we have Pastor Ken coming to talk to you. See you guys.